belong, become, believe. You're listening to Grace Church of Northwest Arkansas podcast. This week's message is called Gratitude for the week of September 27th, 2020. The speaker is John Ray. There was a time early on in our marriage when I was in particular filled with deep anxiety. As a matter of fact, as a young husband, as a young father, I spent a lot of time there. And that would come out in very unhealthy ways. And one time as I was expressing my anxiety, of course, I wouldn't have called it that. I would have called it concern or being real. Right? I was talking with Jane or rather talking at Jane and uh, listing all of the things that that were just seemed impossible in our lives, all of the things that had to happen, all the things that needed to change, dumping on her my anxiety. And I'll never forget her response at that time because it probably saved our marriage and maybe saved my faith. But she looked at me, this young mom with two young kids and living the missionary lifestyle and all the anxiety that she shared, that all the challenges that we both shared together. But she looked at me and she said, I have my happy ending. You need to find yours. And she turned and walked off and left me standing there, my jaw agape at what she had said. And it changed something in me that day, the perspective that I needed. She was able to see something and order those anxieties in a way that they did not overwhelm and dominate her thoughts and her life as they were dominating mine at that time. And I believe that that was in large part due to her able to cultivate gratitude, even in the midst of the challenges. And we've been wondering this week, on Monday you got an email and it said, hey, what, what are you, how are you cultivating practices of gratitude in this season? Because indeed, gratefulness, gratitude is a discipline that must be cultivated and practiced. And while this may seem like Christianity 101, like the most basic Bible teaching, it's something that takes a lifetime of practice, constant attention, and cultivation. Gratitude affects all aspects of who we are as disciples of Jesus, who we are as a church. It helps establish and bond our belonging. It opens our heart to believing and it forms all aspects of our becoming. But it's not easy. You know, we see this command that Paul gives to the Thessalonians. He says, Always rejoice, constantly praise, and everything give thanks. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Later on, he writes to the Philippians, he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be seen by everyone. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. Instead, in every situation, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, tell your request to God. 
And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, sisters and brothers, whatever is true, whatever is worthy of respect, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if, if something is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. And what you learned and received and heard and saw in me, do these things. And the peace of God will be with you. That's pretty simple, right? In everything, give thanks. Think about the good things. Dwell on the things that are beautiful. And the peace of God will rule your hearts. But if this is so clear, why does it seem so elusive? Am I the only one that struggles? Yes. Am I the only one here? Alex says, yes, I am the only one. Everybody else has got this. And, I, and we ask in the, in the teaching session, in the teaching team, like, what sabotages this? What sabotages cultivating this practice of gratitude that promises so much for us? Not, not freedom from anxiety, not freedom from fear, not freedom from the challenges, but the peace of God that comes in the midst of those things. Why is it so elusive? Well, I think the first thing is our expectations. Right? We just, hey, we just expect to be grateful. We just expect if things are good, we're going to be happy. Or maybe we just expect God to take care of those things without our participation, without our effort. But our, ex our expectations sabotage us at every step when we think that it's just going to happen without our effort, without our disciplined participation, without our consistent, long practice. In this. I think every parent here knows gratitude rarely comes unbidden. At least maybe that was just my kids, I don't know. But it seemed like there were a lot of things that came natural to kids, a lot of things that come natural to us as human beings. Saying thank you. And oh, thank you for doing that. I'm so grateful that you did that doesn't seem to be one of those things, does it, that just comes naturally from our kids or from us, for that matter. Our expectation that it would sabotages us. We have to expect that we're going to need to practice this and develop it. I think the next thing is isolation. Isolation when, when we look at these verses, and how many of you times have you seen this, you know, on a coffee mug or, a, or one of those kitschy signs that, you know, you may hang in your house as decor, right? And in isolation, when we take this, this command and this instruction to be grateful in isolation from the rest of Scripture, it robs it of its power. It makes it an unrealistic expectation with that. Two-thirds of the Psalms are laments, are questions, are expressing pain, doubt, anger, being overwhelmed. So we have to, we can't take these texts in isolation. We can't take them out of the rest of the story of the people of God and the rest of the story of God. We have to see them as an integral part of a whole, not a magic spell that we can pull out in isolation and just cast it on those things. 
That's why we started with expressing our prayers, our concerns, our needs, our fears. That's why we have whole seasons to lament and to mourn and to repent. But gratitude is a part of that. It It doesn't operate in isolation. It doesn't work by itself. Finally, there is distraction. Again, I don't know about y'all, but this is an incredibly distracting time we're in. All of the things, the normal routines, the interactions that we have are replaced by, by targeted ads and information that is being designed to form us in a particular direction. And it's easy to be distracted by the, those things. It's easy to give them a bigger place than they should have. Becky this week, she was talking about how just recently she's been practicing not looking at social media until later on in the day, leaving the phone and the computer aside. She said, if I get on social media in the morning, it will suck the gratitude out of me for the rest of the day. I love that image of that. She said, it will suck the gratitude out of me for the rest of the day. It feels weird. She said, it feels weird. To have to cultivate gratitude as a discipline. I feel like it should just be something that comes out of me. But she said, if I don't carve out the first 30 minutes of the day, it doesn't happen. So we have to avoid those distractions. We have to be disciplined in saying, look, you're not, they're not going to go away. You're not going to order, curate your life where there are no distractions. But we can take responsibility for them. And we can't order our lives in such a way where they have less and less power over us. So so how do we do this, right? How do we do this? Well, I'm just going to give you one thing. Look, there's a lot of ways we can practice gratitude. And we're not going to cover them all here this morning. We're going to practice it here in a little bit as we worship, just saying those things out loud. But um, for years, I have cultivated the practice of journaling. Now, I'm pretty ADD. And I struggled for a long time on how to focus my prayers, how not to be distracted. And so I learned that if I write my prayers down, it helps me to focus. And so my practice, my daily discipline is to write my prayers. And I start with Thanksgiving. I start with writing things down. And and listen, my journals go all over the place. I have quotes and I have poems that I've written. But every day, almost every day, not, not every day, but almost every day, I fill these pages with gratitude and with my prayers. Most of your names are in these pages. I practice being grateful for each of you who is here. I practice, I have to practice, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's really hard to think of something I'm particularly grateful for when everything seems so overwhelming. But I do this, and the other thing that this provides, in addition to focus, is testimony. One of the things that establishes our practice is the testimony of seeing God respond to our prayers. Early on in our marriage, Jane and I had this practice where we would start each year with a sheet, and it would say, needs, wants, and dreams. And we would list the needs, the things we were praying for, diapers and car tires and rent money. And then we would have wants. Oh man, a date night would be nice or this would be nicer. And then we would have dreams, man, a vacation over here, you know, this thing over here. 
And then throughout the year, we would check things off, or we would take things off the list, or we'd move things from the list. Something that started as a want may turn to a need. Something we thought was a need, we figured out was just a want. Dreams that we had, we saw some answered, and then as we grew, we saw, you know, I really, that's not a dream for me anymore. I really don't, that's not something I really want. But now, 30 years into our marriage, we can go back and we look at that testimony of what God has done. And we just fill with gratitude and praise. And this is just one thing to do this. You see, I have to work at finding my happy ending. Like Jane said all those years ago. That's something I'm still working on. It doesn't come natural to me. Gratefulness is a practice that I have to cultivate with that. And like everything we're talking about this season, it takes practice. And just in case you think it's an abstract practice or an esoteric practice or just something that we're trying to do in order to be a good Christian, um, it's not. I feel like it's literally something essential to saving me. Saving my life, saving my faith with God. This Saturday will be 11 years since we lost our youngest daughter, Olivia. This isn't a hypothetical situation for me. For my family. For us to learn how to practice gratitude in the midst of overwhelming grief. In the depth of despair and loss. Is not just something nice that we do. It's something essential. And it's something essential for all of us. To be able to hold deep grief, the weight of the challenges, the anxiety of the society and the time that we live in, as well as give thanks to God. So let's continue to practice that this week. And ask the worship team to come up. Friends, we have a long road ahead of us. Not just as Grace Church, not just as individual families within Grace Church, but as a society and as a church as a whole. We have a long road ahead of us. The situation, the things that we're facing now, they're not going to go away tomorrow. They're not going to be resolved next week. A new administration or a vaccine or a uptick in the stock market, that's not going to make the anxieties of this world go away. There will be something else. There will be something new to do that. Let us commit ourselves now with intention to practicing gratitude to see us through to the end. Thank you for being here this morning. Thank you for listening to the Grace Church of Northwest Arkansas podcast. You can find out more about us at gracechurchnwa.org.